Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Well, after a few episodes, we have finally figured out who our biggest fan is. Who's that? Other than our moms. Our moms don't <laughs> count. Like Other than them, my mom has told me that this is a great podcast yes, and she really enjoys it. Other than our mothers, Andrew Bolton, definitely our biggest fan. Yes. Right? It yes. may he help that seem, he's... He does seem very interested in it, yes. He, he's definitely a fan, and so it probably helps that he's been a part of it and everything else. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's how we're getting fans. We're just bringing them on the podcast. That's the only way we can yes, get absolutely. our following to grow. <laughs> now, we are really excited. That we are going to talk about something today that I, I really enjoy. Of course, I'm the D-Groups guy. So mm. finally, Mike, you actually have to live in my world we for a little bit. figure we'd let you have one episode at least. Golly, I started looking, <laughs> and I was like, man, I love life groups, but yeah. it's, it's a little heavy on the life group side. <laughs> to be fair, though, you said in the beginning that you might like it more. That's fair. I really did. and so, But I really am excited. Our topic today in our Frequently Asked Questions series is how to have better hear journal discussion. And I love that because I really love hear journals. Yep. And uh, I, I think they're awesome, and I've been a part of some really good ones, and I've been a part of some <laughs> duds. Uh, yes, absolutely. It can get um, it can get awkward at times. It definitely can get awkward. So I think when we're talking about um, the Hear Journal discussion, there's a couple of things we gotta we've got to kind of flesh out first. So first, the Hear Journal itself is important yeah. for us personally because when we write things down, it sticks. Right. But just like with anything else, if all I'm doing is writing it down, but I'm never sharing that information with anybody. Yeah. Then it may stick. But if I want to stop doing it, then it's a lot easier because it's just me and my hear journal that knows about it. This is why the discussion becomes so vital to the process, because not only do we want it to stick, we want to share it with other people that are going to help hold us accountable to actually living it out. So with the discussion itself, when we are putting in the time, we're doing our hear journals, it's teaching us how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible, how to apply the Bible. Yeah. We're bringing it into this conversational environment to where I'm sharing it with the guys in my D group, or if you're a lady with the ladies in your D group, and they are, one, aware of what I'm saying God is telling me through Scripture, so whether it's something that I need to start doing, stop doing, yeah. um, Whatever that thing is, they know about it, yep. and they're going to help hold me accountable to doing it to where when we shine light on things, that's when change starts to happen. That's right. If I keep it in a journal, I never tell anybody about it. I might do it. Well, your diary knows about it. Your diary knows. Yeah, because <laughs> they're but. great accountability partners. <laughs> Nothing against diaries. We love diaries. But for this point, yes. it's, it's good to extend past this. Yeah, and this is the, you know, the here journal discussion is one of the ways that we have accountability in that D group environment because we're sharing what we are hearing right. from the Lord. Uh, but like you said, Vic, the conversation sometimes goes really well yeah and sometimes goes really really flat to where you know we've allotted 30 or 40 minutes to this time and we're done in five because maybe you did share the hear journals but they're like so this is what i'm getting out of the word and i feel like i the holy spirit is telling me i need to read my bible more next 
that's <laughs> that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> so I guess that leads us to the question is, and you wrote an entire blog post about this. So an ladies and gentlemen, blog post, all like 600 words. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have the guy that literally wrote the book in the form of a blog post. Yeah. With probably many typos. <laughs> on how to have a great hear journal discussion time. So, Vic, why don't you walk us through some of the stuff that you put in that post? Yeah, I, I mean, this is just a lot of personal experience and just trying to figure out how do you, when it's just a dud, when it falls flat, when you're six, seven minutes in and, like, everybody shared, no one has, like, echoed or no one has, like, said, man, that was great. They're not participating. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you get people uh, to really expound? How do you get it to be a rich discussion? Because it, it's when it is, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, so I think really with the HEAR model, the success of that method hinges on you completing the process. Highlight, explain, apply, respond. And so this works personally in your life or in the discussion. What happens is when the HEAR journal falls flat is that you start working through this process and you stop somewhere along the way and you don't complete the process. You get through highlight and explain, but you stop before you get to application. And whatever that may be, like as we are leading this discussion, you as a leader want to do two things. You want to first identify which letter did your people stop at. And then two, you want to ask the right question to keep them working through the process. That's good. And like, I think that idea, it's going to take time for everybody to grow in this. You as a leader, it's going to take you time to identify, man, where did that person go off the rails and how do I get them back on? And then for your members, if this is the first time they've ever done this, for some people, this may be the first time they've read the Bible. Yeah. Like, let's give a little grace here. It's going to take a little while for their hear journals to actually be functioning well and, and to be working through the process. But every time you ask these strategic questions and move them along, you're going to help improve uh, just their way that they engage with Scripture. So we can't just assume that everybody understands how to do it. The conversation might be falling flat because we need to take some time as a leader yeah. to teach them how to do it. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So, Vic, you actually gave us some pretty... Um, I love the nicknames that we assign <laughs> to people that usually uh, are distracting in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Endearing uh, nicknames. They're endearing. It's yes. terms of... Uh, love and with the love of Christ, we attach these nicknames to these people, <laughs> right? And honestly, sure. if we're being honest, we're probably all guilty of all of them. Oh, I've hit all of these. Um, so, what's the what's the first category in terms of how the conversation can get derailed? Yeah, yeah. So the first nickname is the wanderer. And the wanderer, you may already be like, oh, yep, that's, that's, that person's in my <laughs> group. You've already figured it out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, you're like, I, you don't have to explain any further, but yeah. I will. Uh, so with the, with the H-E-A-R, this is the person, they get off the rails at H. They may not even complete H. <laughs> you know, like they get stopped before they get going. You've had this experience. Or I've had this one. I'm sure you've had something very similar. Yeah. I ask my million-dollar question that I ask every single week. What here journal stood out to you and why? Yeah. And the next thing I know, the wanderer comes out and is going to say something like this. 
Well, man, I just had a terrible experience at the DMV the other week. I mean, we got there, and they're doing that real ID thing, and I took forever to get through there, and I was crowded, this person. And the whole time, I'm like, where in the Bible does it ever mention the DMV? We're done with the highs and lows, buddy. We're moving into here, George. That's right. Like, highs and lows, prayer. You could hit it at either one of those spots, but not here. Yeah. And I think that's where, so I've identified it that like, man, you didn't even give a scripture reference or you did and then said nothing about it. And you just started talking about your life. Yeah. Most often that's somebody who their accountability that they've experienced is not a text driven accountability where we look to the word and try to see how is it challenging us, Mm -hmm. but instead it's a situation thing. And so they just are going to go to their life and where they are. And I think for us as leaders, what we need to do is say something like this. In a few moments, we're going to have time for accountability and prayer. But for right now, will you share with us a hear journal from a specific passage you read this week? Yeah. There's your million-dollar question. Get some back on. Hey, come back to Scripture. Talk about your DMV stuff later, man. We're going to bring it back in here. Let's get back on topic. Yep. Right. So that's the wonder. All right, what's the next one? The next one, I, I really I really like this one. I'm sure you've experienced <laughs> this one too. Uh, the scholar. Yes. Again, you probably are like, yep, I have one of those in our group. <laughs> the scholar goes highlight, and they go explain, but then they stop. The scholar is somebody, the good thing about this person, again, it's all endearing. The scholar has an appreciation for the Bible and the historical context in a way that it would really help that I have more of that in Mm -hmm. me. Like, I need to grow in some of that appreciation. Yeah. The problem of it is that they never come from the past to the present. They never move from the information to application. Yeah. This person is the one who's like, man, so I just got done reading all these dimensions about Leviticus. Isn't that just fascinating? It is just so cool, the measurements, da, 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 yeah. and then it's done. And, you know, me as Mr. Practical, I'm always like, how in the world is that going to help you follow Jesus better today? <laughs> you know, like, and I think that's where you've got to help that scholar move from back then to right now. Yeah, You've got to move from information to application. And so a question that I use are is this those are some great insights what do you believe is a timeless principle from the passage that applies to believers today that keyword timeless principle that's just a basic hermeneutic which is a fancy word for how to read the bible yeah timeless (laughs) i'm very practical right and so like timeless principle exists in the old testament exists in the text and we're always trying to say what is the principle that both applied back in paul's day that applied back in moses's day that also applies today and that timeless principle piece moves them from the e and gets them back on track to where they can go to application have you had any experiences with a scholar yes and i would say that um when we're talking about spending all of our time in explanation and never getting to application is a problem. Yeah. But the flip side of that coin too is when we're spending all of our time in application mm-hmm. and never really spending any time in explanation to understand what the passage says, yeah, we're yeah, also in really another good. danger area. So there's a balance that we've got to maintain here. It's like, yes, we need to be able to rightly explain the passage, but we can't we can't spend so much time explaining that we never apply it because the application is really where the point is. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to, how is this passage of Scripture going to change my life? So it's steering that conversation where, man, that is some in-depth detail in yeah. explanation. But like you said, 
what are you going to do with that? That's right. Okay, we understand this to levels, to degrees that we probably don't need to. Yeah. (laughs) Because we have gone so deep into the measurement, you know, all this stuff. You know, we see a lot of that stuff in the Old Testament. But um, we understand it. Got it. What are we going to do with it? That's exactly right. It's always where we have to be. Um, But then also being careful not to just try to find some cursory explanation so we can hurry up and rush to apply it because that's where we start to misapply scripture yep. and we start to get into more danger areas there too. So yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it is, uh, it's a balance that we've got to maintain within the group because mm. we have to make sure we're rightly dividing the word and then applying it correctly. That's exactly right. So who, Vic, then is the generalist? You know, you've seen the pattern here. The wanderer does H and stops. The scholar does H and E and stops. The generalist does H, E, A, and then they stop. They're going to get to application, which is great, but what happens is they never move to that last step. Now, I get a lot of people that ask, what's the difference between application and and response? Application is that timeless principle that applies to all believers. Mm -hmm. Yours and mine, when I say the application, you should say, oh, yeah, that's that's a principle that applies in my life today. Any of us should be doing it. Exactly. Yep. It's it's in the 21st century for every believer. This is this is the application. Now the response is where I get personal and a specific expression of that principle, and so that's the difference. And the generalist never makes that jump. Yeah. The generalist says something like this: I need, I just need to trust God more. That's the PB and J guy. We oh, talked about that a few episodes yes, ago. Yes, it's your PB and J guy. What's the answer to this question? It's either prayer, Bible, or Jesus, and you're good. Yes, that is perfect. <laughs> yes, the generalist is favorite sandwich is a PB and J. Yes, that's what I'm taking from this. You know, it's it is going to be something like I just need to not be as prideful. Uh, I just need to let God be the Lord of my life. The truth of the matter, like PB and J, this idea that could be said for any believer, and it could be said for just about every passage. Yeah, it is true. That's exactly yes. right. It is true, but it gets no traction in our life, and really, we can all just throw that out and really never inspect our life and allow God to start changing some things in it. It's not specific. That's right. Yep. And you'll hear me say this all the time. It's with prayer requests. Same thing when somebody gives you a general prayer request. I'm always asking, how can you make that personal and specific? And that's the question that I'm asked. Hey, that's a great application. How can you make it personal and specific? I don't want you just to say, hey, how do I trust God more? I want you to say, I need to trust God more in this area of my life. This week. This week, right. Yeah. Finances, in this relationship with my, with my dad or whatever it may be. But you're saying personally and specific, how do you apply that? And that's going to move them from A to R. And I think, so that's that whole process there of saying, as a leader, I'm listening and saying, where did you stop? Where have you gone off the rails? And what question can I ask to keep you going through the process? It's going to take time for each individual. It's going to take time for your group. But eventually you're going to move to where you're going to have this deeper and richer discussion. And so with that said, Mike, do you have any names to add here? We have the wanderer the generalist, the scholar, any other names. Now, be kind, endearing. We're, not, we're going to edit out any of, of the bad ones. <laughs> so I think that, so if I had one to add, uh, I, would, I would call that one the hijacker. The hijacker. Right. So 
Wow. This is the this is the guy or the gal uh, that is in the group that you know we've got a process. Mm. You know we're doing hair journals, we're sharing hair journals, we're going to quote scripture, and this is the person that comes to the group and says, "Man, that stuff sounds kind of dumb. I think we should do this." And then they completely try to derail everything oh, we're gosh. trying to do, and they say, "Hey, let's do this instead." I found this great book, or I did this, and that's great. If you want to add an extra resource to the discipleship group, that is oh, perfectly fine. Yes. But the hijacker is someone who wants to take what we've already established. This is what we're doing. You know, we've all signed the covenant. Yeah. We've all agreed that this is what we're going to do on a regular basis, and then we get to that first or second meeting, and the hijacker says, "Hey, I think we should scrap all this yeah. and do this." Yeah. So <laughs> let's say, Vic, let's say you're encountering the hijacker. How would you approach it? Oh man, pressure on! Um, that was <laughs> I get not, to throw was, I get to throw the hijacker out. Vic has to answer it. Golly, that was not <laughs> a part of the blog post. Um, yeah, so I, the hijacker, I would say, is what I want to do. I mean, as you mentioned that name, my blood started to boil <laughs> because because my experience has been that person is usually it's a prideful thing or an arrogance thing that like my model's better than yours or I can't learn from this or I just want to go do my own thing. Well, I think it usually stems from the fact that they don't. There's some component of they don't want to do. I don't want a journal. Yeah. I don't want to memorize That's scripture. A good point. I like you guys. I want to meet with you guys. But there's three, two things, whatever that is. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So let's do something else. Yeah. I think, and I think that's a great point. It's stemming from something, and I think what we need to do as leaders is to give benefit of the doubt. Um, as we approach that, like if it's yeah. a pattern, if they're continuing to do it, a lot of times, you know, in public, I'm saying, well, hey, go ahead and share your hero journal. Um, as a group, that's what we're going to stick with. But if it continues to happen individually, I'm going to go and I'm going to lead with benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to be critical, but charitable in the way that I just, I'm, uh, that I'm perceiving some of this stuff. I have a hard time with the charitable instead of critical <laughs> just for the record so, i do too I, yeah. blood boiling i got really critical i'm assuming you're trying to, to hijack what we're doing but really when you get into it like hey why are you so insisting upon changing the what we're doing help me understand help me understand yeah we talked about that earlier and i think that gets you to a place of understanding what their holdup is and sometimes they may they may not even know that they're doing it they're just kind of, they're really they're a wanderer they're yeah. just a little bit more of a system and structure wanderer. I don't even know how that happens. <laughs> they may uh, think that they're helping. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they may. And so I think that's when you get in that conversation individually if it becomes a pattern. So we mentioned another one and a time set because, you know, we got a little bit of time. Oh, we got one more. Believe it. Man, we're ahead of schedule. And so the recycler. Mm. The recycler. Yes. I love. <laughs> okay. So I, whenever I do D groups with pastors, this is always the one I say is, hey, you share here journal that you took this week. When you go through a passage, you don't recycle a past sermon from three years ago. Going and into the share. archives. That's right. <laughs> and, and I think the more and more we do this, and the, it becomes easier and easier where we just say, man, I'm going to pull a principle that I know I've preached on this. Or if you're just, a, you know, if you haven't preached it, but like maybe you've you found it in your notes and your margins. It's an old hair journal. Like you've been doing D group for a while. Yeah. You've been in them, you've led them, and you're going into the archives to pull one. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it and it may be it may be very similar to past ones, but that response should look different yeah. because your life is at a different place. Or and it should be anyway. It should be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping so. And so making sure that we're not just recycling old stuff, which prevents us from actually exposing our heart to the Lord and saying, allow this scripture to pierce me um, and, and shape me and mold me in the areas where I'm out of line challenging the group to read with fresh eyes yes. every time it's good yes and so I, I i actually say that on the front end a lot of times and so no, it's this week don't <laughs> i'd rather you say you didn't do any than come with an old one that you recycled so so do you make them use a fresh journal every time so that you can see that they have written it out oh man that's a good idea <laughs> that's a good idea i don't that may be a little much that's right we'll lead with a little grace there <laughs> So those are a bunch of different personalities. You as a leader, uh, it's going to take some time to identify those and how to lovingly do it, but it, it, it should continue to improve, and that discussion should become more and more of a benefit to the group. And so we are actually, we're finishing up our Frequently Asked Questions series, and we are jumping into our last episode next week. We will see you then.